Right. You've got one strike, by the way, Joel. You are out Shut there. your mouth and do the show, mate. Yeah? Let's go. Welcome go to Barbie 5, everyone. With myself and Rio. And North London's favourite village idiot. <laughs> well done, United, man. You competed better than I thought you were. Like you, I can't lie. We beat you 3-1, but I can't lie. It was squeaky bum time a few times during that game. So I have to say, I saw a little bit more of United than I expected. Nevertheless, nevertheless, we won the game. Still, Are you honestly wearing sunglasses? Arsenal was shy. <laughs> Listen, mate, this result was exactly what happened to us last year at OT when we went there and you probably thought that we thought we played better than you, right? We thought we should have got more out of the game, but the score result was pretty much the same. So now you know how it feels. I'll let you kick on with the show, Steve. The people are waiting. Roll it on. Right. As I said in the last 10 minutes of the game when Ganacho probably should have won it, uh, there was a couple of angles of VAR. Sky did go through a couple of the angles at the end there, and it was a very, very quick VAR decision for what I thought maybe required a little bit more of a look at, even though you're not actually meant to be looking at it that deeply. Um, but yeah, the, the last 10 minutes of the game, I, I put a message in the group. You was waffling on about Arteta playing Tommy Asu through the middle. And I was like, look, he's getting run ragged here by a four out of 10 United. And I stand by that line of four out of 10 United. This was a pretty below average United team that came and put it on you. I think it was two teams, hell, to go for it. You know, like these games back in the day, two teams were just, the shackles are off and they go for it. Like two kind of teams that were just economical and just just jabbing, just throwing the jabs. Not one of us threw the right hand, really, through the through the game. Um, then we go and get that, that, that goal through Ganacho, which I think was a goal, right? But it obviously doesn't stand, that's fair enough. Um, it leads me to think, Ganacho, how come he's only coming on the 84th minute? Like, Anthony was never a real threat in the game. Thank you. Game. Um, we starved Rashford of the ball. Our mate, this our main man. I'm baffled, you know. Seriously, our ma- our main threat is Marcus Rashford. Martial has shown that he can't be relied upon. Anthony isn't at that level, and Rashford's our main guy, and he's had the least touches of the, of the ball in the main night shirt today. Now, Steve was saying before the show, which I agree with, that like, teams kind of try, try and sometimes force you to play away from your main guy, but. I don't see that there's a real playing style to get the ball just players. Like, obviously, Bruno's a threat. But Rashford's the potent player in our team. Don't get the ball. And when he gets it, he looks like a man who's been starved. That's the problem. That's my point as well. He looks like he's been starved and thinks, I've got to do something mad now. But it's just, I don't know, it was, it was a baffling performance in that sense. I thought, listen, away from home, you'd have took it a 1-1. You'd have, before the game, you'd have said we'll take a 1-1. But I'm quite... You look at, what's, our, what's our record against the top six? It's been really poor. Re- I don't know when the last time we beat a top six. Unbelievable. We look way off it against the top teams and we have to find a way to beat the top teams because if you, you got to beat anyone, you've got to be good. But to beat the top teams, you've got to be tip-top condition. And our squad today looked... After the money we spent, the squad today looked bare, man. It looked bare. We finished this, this game, a top-tier game against a top-tier opposition with Maguire, who 
really isn't wanted at the football club by their management in the way they've tried to sell him all summer. And who played here eight or nine years ago, who's just come back for a last hurrah. Um, and listen, all due respect, I respect Johnny Evans and he's been a fantastic player, but you think you'd come in and you'd play alongside him. I don't, listen, I know injuries kind of get in the way and, and, and force these situations to happen, but you look online now, the memes are, the first thing that come out I saw was pictures of Johnny Evans and Maguire standing next to each other. And that, that's, that's, that's where we're at because Martinez, now, how long that's going to be, he's worrying. Varane's injured again. Lindelof today comes off. Was he? I hope he was injured. I hope it wasn't a tactical decision to bring him off. I've got to be honest. So, um, yeah, it's concerning me, man. And there's, But you have to give credit to Arsenal. I mean, the, the Arsenal, what they have got now, which is different to the Arsenal team of the last probably 10 years, is they've got resilience. They can stay in games. If you're talking about a fight, if it's a boxing match, they, 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 they go on the ropes and they can roll with the punches a little bit. Fluid team itself today, which we've seen over the last year. Um, but they stick in it and they stay in there, ride a bit of luck maybe with the offside decision, but then they punish Man United. Declan Rice, I'm sure he's paid back a bit of that 100 million with that, with that goal. And Jesus, what he'd done to Dallas at the end there. Oof. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, Arsenal, you have to give them credit. Again, like, if I'm in their change room, I don't care about the performances to gain the result. That's all I'm caring about. So I can't sit here and say too much on that sense because I will be sitting there by the way Arsenal won today. Have you, have you seen his face down here? You're on about giving him credit and he's, he's literally spooning it into his mouth. Yeah, is what he's doing. I know, I know. Absolutely There's an element of a lack of class. It's okay. Yeah. Mate, I think I've been the most classy person in here. I could have been here swinging my shirt around, dancing. Because, guys, I'm not I would. I sincerely see, hope not. See, you're going to have your chance to cry for the rest of the show. Don't worry. You'll get your time. Let me just say my little piece. By the way, sorry, sorry, Joel. So, sorry, Joel. <clears throat> it feels like, Joel, I mean, just for a second, stay on talking to you. Does it feel like this is going to be a long season ahead? Do you know why? Yeah, it does, right? Because... We weren't convincing against Wolves. I thought we were better than the results shown against Tottenham, but we come away with a defeat. Similar to today, I think we were better than the results shown. It wasn't great, but it was better than you know the result has shown. And then you get the news last night, this morning, that actually the Glazers have decided to try and hold out for $10 billion, which honestly feels like a piss take, right? It feels like this isn't even real numbers, this no more. This is just them entitled fucking heritage brats that have just been gifted this club have decided to pump and dump it for as much as possible. And the six billion that they were gifted that they've not put a penny in for isn't enough. And actually they want 10. So when you compound, Mm. you lose to Arsenal on, on the back of what was, it was a disappointing transfer window for, for numerous reasons. We probably overpaid for Hoyland. He arrives and he's, fucking injured. You get Amrabat in after courting him and him one thing that was good is that we've signed players that clearly want to play for United. That's yeah. maybe the one positive in the window. But you, you bring in Amrabat on the final day where he would have made a difference if he'd have played the games we played this season. And there was no reason for him not to play other than penny pinching. So you've not managed to get a player in that's going to, for what, like you know, 10% of the season's already gone of the Premier League season, he's already gone. He hasn't trained with us. He doesn't know the players. He doesn't know the system. And for what reason? Not a good one is the answer. You've not managed to move on the likes of Maguire. 
you've allowed so many academy prospects to leave for an absolute disgrace of a fee. You see an Alanga out here going doing a madness for Nottingham Forest. You see Dean In Henderson, so England international, Premier League experienced, uh, going for peanuts. Manchester City are selling players who've got League One experience for magnitudes more than the lads that we've got with Premier League experience. Explain that one to me because I don't understand. And you can't move on the likes of Maguire and some others. And you're allowing the likes of you know uh, Zidanek Bal and Mengi to go for, for for literal nothing. We sell Kovar for eight million and buy another goalkeeper for for six million. Yet Kovar would count as homegrown. Like it, it just seems to me like where was the common sense in any of these decisions? It doesn't feel like there's any common sense in keeping hold of some talented youngsters. Then you you bring in Johnny Evans on a free. I thought it was a bit of a Tom Huddleston situation about this. Maybe he might be featuring in the 23s and just be someone that's around the gaff yeah. rather than actually fucking putting a shirt on and playing. And you've allowed players to go. You've not brought in targets that the manager clearly wanted in a Pavard or a Tadebo. You, you've, you've arguably... You, you might have gone like for like upgrade in terms of uh, a little bit of playing out, but you're pretty much like for like in terms of goalkeeping ability with Onana and David De Gea. You've brought an unproven injured striker to play up front. You haven't replaced like half of the strikers that have gone. You've got the whole shit show with Mason Greenwood. Like, as a Manchester United fan, waking up to the news that, yeah, actually the Glazers are still fucking around. And then this happens today. Yeah, it does feel like it's going to be a long season. It, it, it really is turning you off to this whole shit show when it just feels like you're pushing water uphill. Steve, you, you see you're talking it's about... All that stuff, all that stuff that you, I just want to oh, ask you, is that the club's real? Is that the club? Like that, When I say, is it the club's decisions or is it Ten Hag's decisions? This is what I don't understand. Oh, Ten Hag's not ten... saying, yeah, fuck me about till the last day of the window, Joel. Yeah. No, but you've named a string of things there. We're not talking about the last... I'm talking about everything, No, but No, but Ten Hag would say, right, this is the targets, and he he sends out the recruitment team, John Murta, who heads that up, to go go and recruit those players and go and get the deals done. Now, then it's up to those guys to get the deals done in the quickest time possible, so it gives them a better opportunity to prepare his squad and his team for the season. And what what Steve has been in the works all, all summer. His name would have been on that list all summer, but for whatever reason, that deal hasn't been done to the last hour. But, yeah, I mean, listen, all those things could be happening, but if on the pitch we were still seeing some sort of identity even, like, that's all I, I was asking for when, when Eric Ten Hag came in. And I thought last season he was giving us that, giving us an, an identity, giving us something that you go, actually, I can see the method behind the madness. I can see what he's trying to achieve here, what he's trying to put in play. But this season, it's been so... We've been easy, easier to get through as a team. Teams running through us. I mean, Wolves slicing through us like a knife through butter. Um, today, we look more solid, I must say. But even then, Sacco, if he, if he finishes his chart, Sacco, it's, it's game over again even then. But the identity... When you look at the top teams like City, like Arsenal, like Liverpool, like even Newcastle, Brighton, these guys have got identities and a, a way that you see them playing and go, okay, I can get what they're doing. At, at the moment, now, Eric Ten Hag might say, I haven't got the right personnel out there. That could be one of the excuses that he uses at the moment, but surely it doesn't matter who's out there. They're all trained every day. They should all see what the manager's trying to implement and they should all be able to do, do the job. 
But at the moment, it's it just looks very, very kind of disjointed. If I'm if I'm being honest, look at the the team that was out on the pitch at the end, uh, or just the 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 players that was featuring in the game today. Anthony Martial was like playing with a man down. He did genuinely nothing. Like his United career has been saved by the fact that he was here. That is it. Like by the fact that there was no other striker over, he, he would have been double gone. Right. Uh, if, if even if Mason was around and they decided to do that, he probably still wouldn't have been here. Um, we've already said Maguire and Evans at centre half. You're missing Varane, you're missing Martinez, and seemingly you're missing Lindelof as well. I don't think there's a team out there in one weekend that can lose three centre halves and maybe City because they've got about 25 of them and, and still maintain any semblance of reality. You're playing with Casemiro, who looks knackered alongside Ericsson, who should be getting 60 minutes most. And I didn't think he was the right option. Where was Scott, Scott McTominay this week? Uh, he's come out and mentioned what's going on with Sancho, which I think needs discussing. But, you know, we're playing Delo at left-back, not first choice there, no Luke Shaw. So you're playing... A team's gone to the Emirates with Anthony Martial up front. Anthony, who's been gash this season and delivered absolutely nothing. A midfield that's... Just not fit. Uh, a backup at left back. Uh, you, you're probably down to fourth and fifth and sixth choice centre halves in the middle of the pitch, and we still probably should have won the game. And Joe sitting here in sunglasses. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> rough. But look at what you've just beat, Steve. Steve, I, I don't care about your tears, honestly. I really don't. Because if you guys had won today, let's just say Garnacho's goal stood which to be fair i think it, it was we got lo- we got lucky there you wouldn't have been saying all of this you might not have been 100 percent pleased but i think it's a little bit reactionary i think it's only a couple of weeks ago that rio was saying look man there's only a few games that have been played i'm not gonna lie it's not looking pretty but end of the day what you're saying Joe. I, I said that last i said that last week right but as every week goes by i'm still not seeing an identity and that's the killer for me. I think a minimum, I think Eriteng Hard, I said she was trying to put that in place last season and we were seeing something. So when your most potent player on the pitch is being starved of possession, then there's a problem there's a, in the functionality of the team. I'm telling you, it's not just about Arsenal not stopping you from getting the ball to him. Marcus is a good enough player to get on the ball. There were options today to get him on the ball much more. And he doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like the players are identifying that, that, that we need to get the ball to him. Now, whether that's an Ericsson Hard problem or, or, or personnel with the, the, the players. But one other thing I'd like to touch upon, I saw the, the, the press conference Tim Hark spoke on Jaden Sancho. He said, on his performance in training, we didn't select him. You have to reach a level every day at Man United. You can make choices in the front line. So in this game, he wasn't selected. That is damning, boy. That is damning. There's some and, and, talk locally about what happened with why he went away. Um, around Christmas last year and that's not for me to put out there so I won't but I believe the the rumours about what had gone on last summer now I had hoped the chances that Ten Hag clearly gave him I thought it looked like really good management at the time because he could have just dropped him and left him but it seemed like Ten Hag organised the stuff out in Holland for him to, to go and get sorted it doesn't look like he's he's putting the effort in to repay that. I think he's looked quite bright on pre-season. I think he's looked quite um, 
right when he's featured in the season this season. So for him to get launched out of the team when we don't have a team, he must have absolutely stanked the place out in training for him to get dropped the way he has been. To, to lose your place in the starting level is one thing. To not even, like, yeah, don't even bother coming is another, in it? Yeah, and I, I think as a professional... I think to be called about your application in training is probably one of the most embarrassing things that can be said about you as a player. My pride, my ego, I would have been sitting there thinking, well, you could have said a lot of things about me, but I won't have you questioning my professional manager's done. So for him to be questioned in his professionalism publicly as well, and this isn't new for Merrick Ten Hag, by the way. He's done this with Rashford. He's done this with Ganacho in, in dressing players down publicly. And he's got reactions from them too. But we're yet to see the right reaction and the real reaction consistently over a period of time from Sancho. So the manager needs to find a way of being able to get something out of him. Now, that's one way of looking at it, where you can say the manager's got to get the best out of this player. He's got to find a way. But I do still think at the same time, it's a two-way street. player's got to give the manager something to, to feed off. And me personally, and a lot of players that I've played with, and there'll be a lot of players today that are playing, they would be embarrassed to feel that a manager has to kind of cajole or massage the best out of them. Do you know what I mean? Personally, yourself, your personal pride and your application should be there, number one. You shouldn't have to be kind of coaxed out of you to put in the effort and performance on a regular basis in training. That's your personal pride. That's your day-to-day. Get to the training ground. Get, get, Get your training ground. Get your boots on. And graft every day. That's the standard, man. Yeah. Like he, he had a good yeah. preseason, though. He had a good preseason, and there's and if you look at the first couple of games, Wolves, um, he he should have started ahead of Ganacho. So you know, what I mean, like I think he, I, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, so I'm being very careful with what I say here. But we can't act as if he's not been working at all because I thought he was all right during preseason, and I thought he had warranted. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't say he's not. I didn't, I didn't say he's. Not, I didn't say he's not working. In pre-season, I agree. He looked sharp in pre-season, but he's playing as a, in a position he was never going to play in for Man United as a fake number nine. So he was never going to play there anyway. All right. Then he comes on, he impacts the game, so to speak, in a couple of the games. He's probably got. He's probably pissed off that he's not starting a couple of the games, and rightly so. But listen to me. That doesn't mean you throw your dummy out and you don't train right. I don't care. I want this kid to do well. He's from the same similar area to me. I've known his family since since he was a kid. I know his story better than most to do well, man. But there's no way in anywhere in any book or any conversation that anyone can tell me that if things ain't going your way, that you can throw your toys out there. You, you still put your effort in. You might be going to the manager, knocking his door every day, going, listen, I ain't having this. I ain't happy. You need to play me. You need to ask questions. But you train. You think when I was leaving Leeds and they weren't letting me go, that I weren't training still. I'm still going training. Still working hard. Because I knew that if, if, if it comes to it and I've got to play, I've got to be ready. Real, surely that mentality of being able to go and knock on the manager's door, you've got to get your shit together first. You can't be going knocking on the manager's door for him to go, are you serious? Do you want me to play the tape of today's session? Like, you don't, you wanted to have, you almost want to corner him into where he goes, you're right, you've got to play. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't want to be knocking on yeah, the door yeah. when he goes, mate, have you seen, have you seen you? Steve, Steve, the, the old the old saying used to be, don't give your manager any excuses not to play you. Don't give your manager any excuse when you go knock his door. 
The only way you give them a way out is if you don't train well. If you don't put... And you can have off days and not play well. We all had them. We had loads. Some of the best players didn't train well most days. But the application and effort was there. And you can't be faulted for that. No matter if, it, if a manager points you and says the effort weren't there, that ain't right, man. Don't care who you are. It's not That ain't the one. But I think Sancho, this is on, on his defence, I think he's sitting there in the areas that he plays and thinking, how's this guy still playing? I, I reckon he's sitting there going, Anthony, how's he still playing in front of me? How is Anthony playing in front of me? I guarantee he would be sitting there saying that. Ganacho's probably saying the same thing. Ganacho comes on 84 minutes and gets almost gets the winner in the game. He's, he's a threat. Surely the it's on Sancho to be undeniable in training. Because if you if if Sancho's putting in 11 out of 10 training sessions day after day after day after day, it's not just Sancho that's going to be knocking on the manager's door. I imagine Bruno and Martinez and Rashford will be going, boss, he's got to play this weekend against Arsenal. Mm. Look at what he's mm. just done to us. I, I know mm. that used to happen real, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, sometimes a manager even comes to us and go, listen, guys, what do you think about him this week? Yeah, he's been good in training, by the way. <laughs> he has been in fire, already. No, it just gives the manager a bit of food for thought and then bang, the manager will go and make a decision. But after the performance in training determines a lot of stuff. I think a lot of young players now, um, at certain, all of the data is taken into consideration in training. And your performances and the results of your mini games in training, it, there's a reflection in terms of the team that's picked on the weekend. So you've got to perform. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, Sancho just ha- he has actually he ain't actually performed for Man United yet consistently. That's been the the, the, the killer for him as well. He's, he ain't really got a leg to stand on in terms of goes. You know what? Look at that. Hold on. I've got a catalogue there of of chances created. I've got a catalogue of of moments where I've destroyed other teams' defenses on a you might have shown glimpses, but over a consistent period of time, I think Jaden will be disappointed in the way he's performed. But I'd like to listen to Jaden and sit down and speak to him and hear him. And like, what, what, what's, what's the reasons? Like, what are the reasons? Is it that other people are getting consistently picked and not performing as uh, to a level as well that makes you disheartened and for you thinking you're sitting there going, "Well, my confidence is getting knocked all the time because I'm seeing people not perform and still playing ahead of me. What am I going to have to do?" So I get that to a certain extent, but never let your standards of effort. In. So we talk about Chelsea. Hmm? Huh? Should we talk about Chelsea? No, not yet. Not yet. I wanna I wanna talk about, about Anana's passing. Do you guys have a heart attack every time he has the ball? Because I was feeling scared for you lot. Like I've never seen this type of football before from a goalkeeper. Can you talk about it a little no, bit, please? No, I'm your agenda, by the way. No. No, it's not an agenda. No. I'm, I'm actually he's talking got, about the situation. Rio, have you ever seen? He's got he's got, he's got, got great feet. His, his footwork, his confidence is there for all to see. Um, mm. But the, the way that progressive football dominated possession from the back, from the goalkeeper to the, to, the, to the front, is the way things are going at the moment. So he's a perfect goalkeeper for that. He had a good save against Saka. People would argue that maybe could he have done better with the one against uh, for Rice's goal. But I mean, it's a deflection from close range. It's difficult. Um, but I'm getting results, trust me. And also, before you start talking about Chelsea, you we got to talk about Arteta a little bit, man. 
He oh, needed Mr. that one. Three formations, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of. I've had a few questions. Him playing party right back. What'd you say? Say that again, Steve. Forty-three formations, yeah. <laughs> I think you would admit he was. Yeah, no, I had a lot of questions. Man, playing party simple. right back. You got um, fucking action you know, man out there trying to make it complicated. <laughs> action man. <laughs> Oh, mate. Anyway, let's move I'm on anyway. You boys done all right. Enjoy your win. Enjoy your win. Enjoy it. You did, did you deserve it? Didn't you deserve it? Who cares? You got the three points. You got the win. Arsenal are in a good place right now. Not playing well, but they're picking up results. Yeah. I'd say that now are. what we're doing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Listen, that's the most important Cigars thing. are brown, by the way. Cigars mm-hmm. are brown, just so you know. Yeah. And Joel, I'm a hater. Yeah, million percent. Thrive on it. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, oh, what's man. happened there, man? Listen, what happened to let's Chelsea, move on man? to... They smoked by Alanga, one of, our, one of our players we've let go. You guys are probably happy you I'm let go of Alanga, innit? Tell the truth, Steve. Steve, were you happy when Alanga left? Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I'm not happy with is, is how much we're letting our academy players go for because I think we're letting our academic players go for absolutely nothing and I don't think that's right yeah I agree Alanga has looked red hot by the way do you reckon way. he would be doing more than some of the players that I currently you see what Alanga right done to, to Mudrick in the game yesterday against Chelsea he done well man he, every game he's impacted since he's been at Forest he come on against you guys he set up the goal against you guys uh, the other day, I forget the, t- the game it was. Then, then he comes on. Then he, I mean, then he scored the other day against uh, Chelsea. Got the winner. This kid looks electric. One thing there's no another in doubt with him is his pace, and his application and desire. Is whether he could m- m- get it all together, and have it consistently, and then get the performances out of him in that sense. Now, listen, he's going to be judged over a period of time, but right now he's in a purple patch. Long may it continue for him. Yeah, he's he's extremely direct. And I think he probably lacked mm. that X factor to play in a, a top five, top six team. But he's a Premier League player, and he and he's going to thrive in a team that maybe doesn't have a, a dominant possession because he is so direct and he is such a, an asset. Yeah, he's very good at that. You can't forget Awonyi. This guy, he was giving Thiago Silva mm. some. Serious problems, man. And you know what? Yeah, he's mm. he's not he is spoken about, but obviously, maybe because it's Forest, we don't speak about him enough. But honestly, what he's been doing there, even come since the end of last season, top stuff, man. He's causing problems for every opposition he comes up against. Yeah, he done the same against Arsenal. Came on against Arsenal. He he, he ruffled up the feathers in the back line there. So he's he's um He's got all the attributes that you'd want in a full I'll tell you that much. Hard to play against 100%. But, um, yeah, I think Alanga, him and Alanga have been massive, massive bright spots for, for this Forest team this season, along with Morgan Gibbs-White. But, yeah, we'll see, man. I think Chelsea have got... So, it's a bad result, that, for Chelsea. Um, do you know what another thing uh-huh. I want to talk about? Sterling. One game in 14, this one. Yeah, I know. I know. <coughs> If you if Sterling's fuming about not being in England, would you do you think he's got an argument? Hundred percent, honestly, hundred percent. He started yeah. off the season well. Yeah, man. Steve, nah, he started Steve off the season well. Yeah. 
He's a hater, man. I can't. It's just. Nah. Uh, do you want me to talk about Gareth Southgate? Do you really want me to do that? No, Harry Maguire just got picked. Harry Maguire just got yeah. picked for England. Are you joking? Calvin Joke Phillips business. just got picked. Calvin Phillips. Joke right? business. Joke. He's not picking world pros, but he'll, he'll fly yeah, out to Saudi Hinsley. Arabia to go and pick Jordan Henderson up. Do me a favour. This guy can't yeah, be in charge yeah. of England. I've never seen such absolute widgery in my life. I've, I've, never, I've never known... A manager to pick players that are consistently not playing. Like, I, I get it if a player hasn't played for five or six games or ten games, maybe right. But Ward, I mean, uh, but but Phillips and McGuire kick a ball. They don't. They don't play. For, they do warm ups. They do warm ups, and they're getting in the England squad. It's, it amazes me. I know it's tough. It come out and say we haven't got defenders. Go and use a young one, man. Go and use a young or someone who's inexperienced who you're thinking about. But you know what Maguire does. But again, if you, when you play for England, it's, it's, it's a reward for performances playing for England. It's, it's the, the best players that are currently playing in their, in the, in their teams. Not like, on the Southgate's watch. All due, due respect, can't get anywhere near the, the Man City team. And listen, he, he's, he'd be happy he's won a treble last year and, and, and well done to him. But he ain't kicked a ball. Maguire don't kick... He, don't, he comes on, does cameos here and there. Like It's just... If I was a young kid, man, coming through now, I'd be thinking, wow, like Ward Prowse even would be thinking, oh, what's going on here? Like, there'll be other young midfielders that are thinking, what's happening here? How come I'm not getting a look in? These men ain't playing football and they're still getting in a team based off of work that they've done two years ago, three years ago. Like, it's, 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 it's a kick in the teeth for a lot of players. I would be, if I was Sterling, very disappointed, but bearing in mind what he's done for this England team when he's been in and around it. If you're going by the yardstick that Gareth's using with the likes of Maguire and Phillips, why is it all right for them guys to get in and not him? It's a joke, Rio. Honestly, it's an absolute piss take. Mm. You see James Ward-Prowse, who's been phenomenal this season, and you see Jared Bowen, who's not been far off him. They've both been doing an absolute madness. They never get a sniff. And I'm not really going to die on this hill, but Aaron Wambasaka, what does he need to do to get a sniff? Hmm. You know, I don't think his is egregious as some, but it's clear he's got his favourites and he and he doesn't even have a look at others. How long has it taken for Tamori to uh, to get a sniff? Mm. Chris Smalling's done really well over in Italy. He's never getting a sniff. Like, mm. Mm. I don't understand where his decision-making comes from when it comes to who he selects in his squad. And I know Sterling was the headline one, Um all right, he didn't have a good season last year, but he has, you know, probably been started right this year. Yeah. Um, but Harry Maguire and Calvin Phillips, like the fact that they're in any sort of squad, if I'm James Ward pros, I just go, yeah, sound. All right, that's the way it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, I retire. If I'm people like Ward Prowse and that, I just retire. Say, listen, don't pick me no more. No point. You're disres- it's disrespectful for what you're doing. It is to people like him. People, especially Ward Prowse, who's, who's been putting up numbers. And he's his team on a regular basis. Like, what more has a man got to do to get a sniff? Do you know what I mean? Like you say, Sterling's probably been the main bright spark at, at Chelsea. Don't you, it's, it's just nuts. Anyway, let's move um, on, man. Pancho's released a statement. What? Already? Yeah. Saying what? Please don't believe everything you read. I will not allow people saying things that is completely untrue. I've conducted myself in training very well this week. I believe there are other reasons to this matter, which I won't go into. 
I've been made a scapegoat for a long time, which isn't fair. All I want to do is play football with a smile on my face and contribute to my team. I respect all decisions made by the coaching staff. I play with fantastic players and grateful to do so, which I know every week is a challenge. I will continue to fight for this badge no matter what. Wow. I, like, I like... I like... I... I liked his um, his uh, his speed with which he's replied. Uh, this isn't Man United at all, man. The way we're this is all being in public, all dirty laundry, just being hung out there to dry player, and you absolutely do not agree with the way somebody is talking about you, which could tarnish your reputation. Then I do believe you need to come and speak. From my experience, didn't the manager say the this though after the game? What? Didn't the manager say this is why Sancho wasn't involved? Yeah, the manager said he's not involved because of the way he applied himself in training this week. So, so who's lying? Yeah, so that's an awkward conversation over conflicts tomorrow morning, isn't it? Duff is the manager and saying, what the, f- what the hell? What the fuck are you talking about? How dare you come out and question my professionalism when I've trained as well as anybody this week? What are you talking about? I'll be giving it to him. If you, if you can... If, if you've played well, but listen, if, there's no way Jaden's putting out a, a statement like that if he hasn't, in his own eyes, performed well. Now, that's, that's the difference as well. There's, it's, it's, it's like on his chart, Jaden, I've trained all right, but the manager might have a certain standard that's going, no, no, no. no. So there's only, other, there's only other one way, there's only one way that this ends right now, or two ways. There's only one window open, and that's Saudi. And or surely you're on the, you're, you're, you're you're on the you're on the bench or not getting in the squad for the rest of the season. But I, I can't imagine after that. that you you can be at complete at odds with each other in terms of how you've trained. Like you can go in and, and you can think you've done well and the manager not, but you're not going to get dropped on the basis of that, are you? That's you're only going to get dropped if you either was late, didn't show, or you was an absolute zero out of ten. People are going to put fives and ten, five and six out of ten in training, and that's not going to lead to the sort of statement that we've seen from Ten Hag because that's going over the top. I think the only way you get launched out of the team and told you're not coming is surely if you either didn't go training or or, or something else. Like I can't envisage a scenario where. You've just had a bit below par. Like it has to be quite monumental, doesn't it? It can't just be a, mm. a small thing. It has to have been something massive, surely. For a manager to come out and say that he hasn't trained well, he, he, he must he must have some he must have something in the in the back pocket to say an evidence to say that was that was that was shit. That was poor. Like, there's no way the manager's coming out and speaking like in his mind and he's, he's cast iron truth. That he's going, listen, that's what happened. But then Jaden, I don't, I can't envisage some Jaden coming out and speaking. He doesn't speak, Jaden. You don't do, don't do media interviews. You very rarely see him out and about talking in terms of football stuff. So for him to come out and do a statement so sharp, so quick, yes, because his question is professionalism. Yes, because it, it can tarnish his image. And he'll want to protect that. But there needs to be some truth behind what he's saying as well. He can't come out like this and speak like this. Have some form of kind of backative. He's got to be able to back it up with like, listen, man, I did train well. 
he almost needs one of the players who was training and going, actually, I have to be honest, I thought you trained all right, to be honest. But, uh, Joe, just stay uh, out. No one needs you here right now. Your, 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 your Wi-Fi is that bad. Just stay away. No one needs to see your smile or you drink it. OJ's. Right. Are we done anyway? Yeah, man. This is a... This is a I'm going to have to go and do some investing. Wow. All right, man. All right. Cheers, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks.